Welcome to Sacred Psychedelics, the world's first indigenous-hosted psychedelic podcast. I am your host, a fifth-generation medicine woman, Xochitl Kusikui Ashe. In this podcast, I share the wisdom of my ancestors while facilitating powerful conversations that teach us how sacred plant medicines and psychedelics can support personal, community, and earth transformations. I am grateful that you are here. May these shares and stories serve as healing medicine for you. As healing medicine for you. It's taken me a while to come to the mic and make this introduction. It hasn't been very long since one of my dear sisters, best friends, and teacher took her last breath. We like to say she had her earth graduation and last, lastly was able to fly like the hummingbird she was and she is in spirit. Hmm. So I just wanna, wanted to do this intro because this podcast interview, which you are about to hear, was recorded a month prior to her passing. Marisa Anita Mikishtoshtli Reyes Aldaña flew to the spiritual realm June 13th, 2023, after the most phenomenal, brave, joyful, wise dance with cancer. So over the years that we became sisters and family, Marisa Anita Mikishtoshli Reyes Aldaña was one of my North Stars. There are people in this life that are stars on earth. They help us remember who we are and where we are going. As I reflect on our life together, I'm grateful that she was one of the biggest supporters and believers of my work. She brought so much wisdom, laughter, and play. She was the family I chose and the sister I always wanted. Well, there is so much more I can say. I think that the most incredible gift that she gave me and so many of us was the gift of play, the gift of creating community and prioritizing community for our health, for our wealth, for our joy. She was such an incredible friend, such an incredible sister. And ultimately, that is what she taught so many of us, is how to show up for, for others by fully showing up for yourself. So I hope you enjoyed this interview. I learned so much from our conversation. And of course, I'm going to also post the links to her music for she left us so much music, so much medicine music that we can enjoy, that we can listen, that we can share. For me, Marisa will live on in my heart, will live on in my work because we did many, many workshops together. We taught together. She will continue to 
to live in me and how I live life. And I think that's one of the most powerful gifts that our ancestors, for Marisa is now an ancestor, one of my ancestors, is the gift of fully living and fully also dying, knowing how to live life with every breath until we take our last one. May this podcast be medicine to you. So welcome, welcome to Sacred Psychedelics. We have our beautiful guest, my sister, for uh, many, many years. And it's such an honor that you are here on this podcast with me to have sacred conversations and play and expand as we always do. We've always had a history of a lot of play and expansion together. And so this is Marisa Anita Reyes. Marisa has been a medicine woman in the Mexica line. She is also a moon dancer. She works with plant medicines and specifically been really devoted to cacao. And um, she is an incredible medicine musician, uh, a medicine music maker, creatrix. And so much of the healing that I have received um, in her presence has been through her music and just her laugh and, and her ways. So it's such an honor for me to have you here, Marisa. Thank you so much. I know that um, coming to do this podcast right before you're about to embark on an incredible, powerful journey um, is something mm. that uh, I really appreciate that you made the time. And um, I can't wait to share Marisa with all of you. If, if you haven't yet um, listened to her music, uh, she is another uh, medicine woman that comes and works with me when I do cacao ceremonies in the U.S. And when I do workshops at Esalen, she is the one that comes and brings the divine medicine music. And so it's so fun that we get to talk today. We have so much to share about these medicine ways, about being indigenous, about being women, being being on this healing journey. And um, <laughs> and like I said, we always have so much fun. So um, here we are, Marisa, <laughs> Anita Reyes. Mm. Thank you. Uh, yeah. And also, you know, we always start this podcast with a prayer. And I wanted to do it a little different because I find that Marisa's music is prayer. And so we're going to open with a song that is incredibly powerful. It's a Mexica song, it is sung in Nahuatl. And it is a song where we call in the energy of the earth, Tonatzin, Mother Earth, our sacred mother, Tonatzin, with such gratitude. So if there's anything you want to say about it before you play. Um... Yes, this is a song that I learned at the moon dance in the Olentlaiwi Metzli tradition, which takes place in uh, 
Teotihuacan, just outside of the uh, Mexico City, where the pyramids are. And so just so grateful for all the abuelas and the hermanas who shared these songs with us. And that was when I first learned that these songs are our prayers. So Tonantzin is uh, another name for Pachamama, for Mother Earth. This is what uh, the Mexica call her. And so when we say, we're celebrating her, we're giving her thanks, her saying, and so normally I, I play this with a drum. So if you have a drum or a rattle, or you could just snap your fingers and dance and move. And this is just like the fullest expression of prayer when we can activate our voice, bring in movement and just celebrate. So. to open our time together. Thank you so much, Maricita. You're welcome. Yeah, so, you know, this, this podcast, the intention of creating this podcast is because I didn't see a lot of Indigenous folk talking about psychedelics on podcasts, um, even as guests. So there's very few of us that are in the psychedelic space. And I don't think that that's necessarily true. I just don't think that a lot of us are, are visible. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to create this as um, a way to give a, a platform to more BIPOC folk, you know, and, and especially more, more women and indigenous women that are working with these medicines um, or have worked with these medicines. And so, you know, of course you were on my list um, because, you know, we've, we've both been on this journey uh, with medicines. And so, yeah, tell me a little bit about your connection to like to the medicines and, and how, how that came about. Well, I am in deep gratitude for all of the medicines and also acknowledging the medicine of cacao. She was the one who brought us together. I remember showing up to one of your cacao ceremonies and being blown away and being like, oh, this woman's legit. Like she genuinely in having cacao as an ally knows how to open people's hearts. And that is golden. And I remember being like, I want want to be her friend. And and then you went to go travel for a bit and you kind of disappeared to Brazil. And then the next time I saw you was at the moon dance. It was in Mexico. And I remember seeing you and I'm like, oh, familiar face. This is amazing. And we got to experience the medicine of the moon dance. And even though this isn't an actual medicine that you ingest, it can be psychedelic because we're not sleeping for four nights and we're sitting in the sweat lodge before and after each dance. And it's truly the path of the warrior, the warrioress, I should say. And it was so incredibly bonding. I don't think I ever experienced sisterhood in that way. And it was all thanks to the medicine of the songs, to the medicine of la luna, the moon. And it was just absolutely incredible. So, and I love that they serve like watered down cacao in our (laughs) third round of dancing. (laughs) Um, So yeah, cacao has definitely been a beautiful, just absolutely beautiful medicine that has been with me ever since I've met you and I'm so grateful for that Mm. yeah and then there were other medicines that I've worked with you know from mushrooms to ayahuasca to waichuma and I just worked with peyote for the first time just a few months ago and it's been a journey because there's some times where I'm like so blown away with all of the downloads and the messages and I'm like yes and then there's other times where I'm so physically wiped out. And um, I actually, last year was probably my biggest year of really getting to know the medicine of ayahuasca. And it was a 10-day retreat that I did in Peru. And it was absolutely incredible. And I noticed, you know, what inspired this journey to Latin America was to heal my body of cancer, which I was diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer a year and a half ago, and was 
diving deep into the psychedelic realm to kind of figure out like, what am I not seeing? Like praying, can you please show me what I need to see in order to heal myself? And I would get like little tidbits, like, okay, like little, like turning over stones, like, okay. But there wasn't anything like big that was like, okay, now I'm healed. I found what happened is little by little, things were shedding. And for the longest time, I always wanted to learn how to write music. You know, I've been singing these moon dance songs ever since I started going to the ceremony, which was about six years ago. And I've always asked other musicians, like, how do you write music? Like, what's your process? And even when I tried, it just would not come into fruition. And it wasn't until going into Peru and sitting in Vieta, which was my first time experiencing Vieta, which I realized was, you know, it was no input. So you're sitting with ayahuasca in addition to another plant. And these plants communicate with each other and support in the healing process. And I was working with Planta de la Vida and I was actually told by the medicine woman, you should actually not be drinking ayahuasca. This is already had, already having had like 12 ceremonies. And she was saying it takes a whole lot of energy to travel the astral realms and you need every ounce of energy to heal your body. And I was just like, all right, you know, whatever you say. She was like, you still come and you still sit in ceremony and you still be with the medicine. And in those, in that month of being in Peru, what I found was happening with all the shedding that was happening, there was a clearing of my vessel. All of a sudden, I started receiving songs and could not stop singing. I had my charango and just, I wouldn't sleep. That's, that's the only thing with, with the plant medicine for me, I don't sleep. And I, I realized though, just like in the moon dance, there's a lot of medicine when we don't sleep for some reason. I mean, it's, it's, it's essential. We need our sleep. But sometimes when we go into deprivation mode, someone is telling me that it actually is dream deprivation. And when we don't have the ability to process everything in our, in our consciousness when we're sleeping, then we're kind of able to access things and things come through. So it's really magical to see that, that process of receiving songs and realizing that these are my, my Icaros that I get to carry through and uh, Icaros being the songs. and. I remember this medicine woman I was working with, she said, you know, you have to ask yourself because I was so resistant to Western medicine and was so set on the plants are going to heal me and surrendering this, this strong desire to want to heal my way. And Finally, I received so many messages like it's time to it's time to go home and seek out Western support because the tumor on my breast was getting so bad. It was 
pretty much it was bleeding it was leaking it was was horrible so that's when I went home managed to drive my way up to Esalen sit in ceremony with Sachin and (laughs) the most incredible experience even though and it just goes to show how much music is medicine because as soon as I was in front of my instrument altar and I picked up my charango and I started singing cancer did not exist in my body and I just realized more and more how this healing process is about like me really tuning in to what is my medicine and what might be medicine for me may not be medicine for someone else and vice versa. And that goes also so much for the, the plant medicines, right? Like there's certain herbs that are aligned or are allies. And, and so it's just like really tuning in and, and listening, like who here is going to support us. Hmm. I'm so glad you shared that because, you know, I, I I predominantly work with cacao and mushrooms, psychedelic mushrooms, psilocybin, teonanacatl. And I tell people like not every plant or fungi is for you. Some plants want to really work with you and some plants are just not interested in working with you right now. And so to, to just know that like, it is true. Like there is medicine that's going to call you and, even if you want to do it, it's not going to happen. And if you don't feel in alignment with doing it, don't, because it might not be the plant for you. It, they're like, I, you know, I think we, we share that knowledge that plants have spirits and they have personalities. And, um, you know, it's good to get to know them because maybe they'll become like your bestest friend, your bestest ally. Or sometimes it's like that, that plant just, it's just not wanting to work with you right now. It might change, you know, try, try her in a week or a month, right? But just to, to have that relationship with plants where we honor them by also not just, uh, you know, us taking them, but also asking for consent. Like, let's see if the plant wants to work with me, right? It's a two-way street. Um, so... I, I'm wondering how, how do you see all this? Because you and I have been in the psychedelic space for a very long time. So, you know, I, I've been in it um, not very, what, what would you call it? Like, I haven't been very visible in it um, for that long. But, you know, through my family, I've been in it for many, many years since I was 16 with my first ceremony and later on um at 19 and you know doing this work for many many years 27 years but you've been with it for a really long time I mean you were you're one of the pioneers in in helping um like I remember you were part of a psychedelic society or organization out of LA and um so you've always been like such an advocate for these medicines and um you know, being a, a woman of color, indigenous woman, um, how do you see this whole thing going? Like, I, I, I always want to ask my sisters, you know, their perspective and because um, we're, we're in it and like, what's needed? What do you see? What, what is your vision of it? How do you want it to be this ecosystem, the psychedelic ecosystem? That was a big question. So mm. whatever you feel resonant to respond. Yeah, 
Well, it's interesting because I think back to our times when cannabis was first legalized and you and I just like jumped right in and we're like, all right, let's start doing some cannabis cacao retreats and heart bloom. And it was so beautiful. And, you know, it felt safe because here in California, it's, it's legalized, but even though it's legalized, we still have, you know, brothers and sisters of color who are still, you know, in jail because of it, you know, their relationship to it and cops. And so it's, there's a lot of injustice and unfairness that has taken place and continues to take place. And so it's, it's exciting to see the work that's happening, like with maps. I, I learned about while I was volunteering for the WARE project. Um, and if you're not familiar with maps, it's the Multidisciplinary Association of Psychedelic Studies. This June, they're having um, a big conference that I met someone who's been, you know, part of the organization and she was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really, I'm not sure how I feel about it. And I was like, why is that? And she's like, well, you look at the panels and there's a lot of like older white men speaking. And it was just this reminder of how like that, well, I'm, I'm not that surprised. However, I am glad that there is someone who's working, who's an advocate, who's saying, hey, let's go ahead and find people of color, indigenous people who've been carrying this medicine to share and talk about it, considering this is something that they have had in their families for generations. So that was good to hear. And I like it. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited to see the research that is being done so that it can be legalized because there is so much healing potential that is there and present. So it's just a matter of really letting it be all inclusive and just remembering like where, where it came from and like really holding the ceremonial part of it. Because I know a lot of the, the research taking place, you know, in a room and you're got eye mask on and you've got, you know, a therapist there with you. And it's, it's very clinical. And I think part of the magic of working with these medicines is a ceremonial aspect to it, where you have music, you have all of the elements. We're so in tune with, with Pachamama and, and the waters and returning to our breath and just bringing together all of these different elements. You know, yes, we can like pick it apart and be like, all right, this part is what, you know, causes, you know, inflammation to decrease. And this is what helps people with PTSD. But I feel like to really maintain the wholeness of it, that's, that's where ceremony comes in. So yeah, I mean, you asked me how I feel about it. <laughs> mixed feelings, mixed feelings. It's almost like, and it's going to change with time, right? Like you asked me how I felt about chemo and radiation a year and a half ago. And I would have been like, hell no. But then I did everything I possibly could and had to surrender and was like, all right, let's do this. Let's do this chemo. Let's do this radiation. 
And for me, the biggest lesson in that, that I could possibly receive that goes back to the Mayan prophecy, and you've spoken about this in ceremony, is the union of the eagle and the condor. When they're able to fly together into the sun, this is when all peace will reign on earth. Mm. And I feel like it's the same thing with the plant medicine realm. You know, yes, old white men, speak to it, like share the wealth. Let's bring it together. We can go ahead and share our ceremonial ways. You know, like just let's remember to honor everyone. I, I honor, you know, our, our elders, no matter what color they are, whether they be the indigenous folks or the white folks, like we get to, like, you know, I, everything is sacred, right? And so if we could just bring it all together and unite, like that's my prayer is to find that sense of like peace and harmony without making anyone wrong, just finding that sense of, of coming together. And we all, I'm sure, are holding the highest vision for, for health and peace and harmony. Because this is what the intention of these medicines are, right? Is for, for healing. And what is healing? I mean, there's could be so many different definitions. But for me, it's like coming home coming home and integrating everything and it was during Brady it was after three months of chemo that the cancer metastasized into my bones my lungs my brain that my doctor was like all right it's time to move to radiation just like brain radiation too I was like I didn't even know they could do that and it was during brain radiation that because I wasn't sleeping once again, sleep deprivation, I felt like I experienced, and it's going to sound crazy, but I felt like I experienced enlightenment. I felt at such peace and oneness, and I could feel my body healing, and it was absolutely incredible and magical to the point there would be times where I would just be sitting outside and just start crying, weeping, because all I could feel is joy and gratitude, like ecstatic bliss. And this is while going through radiation, being on steroids, my face was all swollen. I was just, you know, I, I was shocked. This was the last thing I expected, you know? So it's just like throwing out all those expectations and know that healing comes when we just surrender. And it's a practice and I'm still learning how to do it. And, you know, I'm so grateful for the school, the sacred wild and our other dear sister, Marisha. And, you know, such a, you were one of the um, people who did that program and you were like, it's the best thing I've ever done in my life. And I was like, if that's coming from Sochi Lachey, that's saying a lot, sign me up. <laughs> and so I started learning you know doing this herbalism apprenticeship that's 10 months literally it started a day after my first round of chemo and I felt myself so protected by all of the 
the plantitas and working with Tulsi and Burdock and all the things. So I feel like I went off on a little tangent. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me bring you back. I mean, I I think it was all amazing. Um, Coming back. um, Yeah. So, you know, one of the things um, that I was thinking about is this relationship between uh, whenever we do any plant medicine work and then life, right? And I mean, I have really never witnessed anybody in my life. And, you know, I had my grandfather who passed of cancer and, um, you know, I've had other, other friends who have journeyed with this, but I have never witnessed anyone in my life dance with cancer the way you have. And in many ways, like, it's almost like I, it's almost like you've been on this journey, like, as if it was a plant medicine, like you've taken it on as if it was a plant medicine journey, this journey of cancer. And I just have deep honoring and respect for you for the level of like, power, fortitude, vulnerability, strength that you have um, shown and, and, um, you know, sometimes even when I was, I was sad, I was talked to you and I was like, oh yeah, like we can like, yeah, I can, I can be with that sadness that Marisa has to go through this right now. But I also like, when I talked to you, it was like, oh yeah, there's the sadness. And also there is a vibration that Marisa is holding for herself that she invites me to hold for her too. Mm. So I can't like, I can't be like, oh, Marisa, this is happening to you. I have, it's like, no, like she's holding the vibration of like, I like, like sometimes when you're in that medicine ceremony or like the moon dance where you're like, I remember being in, in the moon dance where you're like, you're, you know, you, you have to do a four day fast and you're dancing all night with no sleep. And I remember just like, I don't know if I can, I can do this anymore, but I remember I was like, no, I'm going to do it. And I, there was a point where I was dancing, but I was like going crazy, like screaming and like, ah, right. And I remember that like crazy energy of like, there was nothing in my mind anymore around the concern of what will other people think of me. It was like, we are moving through this and this is me and all of my ancestors and spirits and we're going to go. And I have felt like you've applied that to your journey with cancer. And so just really want to honor you for, for showing me that, you know, because like, isn't that how, like, there's so many journeys that we take in life, uh, somebody that we love deeply that passes or a breakup or a loss of a life we once knew. And so I just want to get your thoughts of like, what have what have been the biggest insights about this journey that you've had? And, you know, cause it's a relationship just like plant medicine where we die. And then when, you know, there's, there's sessions or ceremonies where you feel like I just died. Right. And I feel like cancer is like, are you going to look at me and how are you going to dance with me? I would say one of, I mean, there's so many takeaways. It, I'm definitely realizing that this cancer has been a massive death initiation. 
And also, I also had this huge like epiphany that cancer is my ally. It's teaching me how to be in completely different relationship to food and to self-care. It's taken my self-care to the next level. And there's so many gifts that I've received in terms of the shifts in the relationships with my mom and my siblings, my dad, like it's just been so beautiful to see like the journey that it, it took me on through Guatemala and Peru. It gave me the courage to leave a marriage that I wasn't happy in. I was married for seven, eight years and he's an incredible human being, but I realized from the very start, like I actually never wanted to, to be married and I, I got married for the wrong reasons. And when I got the diagnosis, I was just looking at all of the ways that I denied my heart's desires and truth. And so that was huge. That was huge. I was like three days after the, the diagnosis, I had a really beautiful conversation with him and said, I'm complete with this marriage. And we're still good friends and I love him dearly. And, and not only, so the cancer has been initiation on so many levels, like death of a marriage, which meant we were running a business together. So death of our business and it, yeah, there's been so many things. I'm like, ah, the medicine of cancer just keeps on giving. <laughs> and oh. sometimes when I think I'm done, I'm just like, oh, and we're still on this journey. And yeah, sometimes you're on like a roller coaster ride and you're like, get me off of this. Sometimes I feel like that. And then you know how when you get off of the roller coaster ride and you're like, yeah, I did it. Ah, there's, it's been all of that. And it's been a spiral, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what healing is. I realized that I had this hope and this desire that it was going to be linear. Like, you know, I'm riding my bicycle and things are all smooth. And I go up the hill and then I go down the hill and then we're complete. But I'm like, oh, no, there's a mountain to climb. And then there's a river to cross. And then there's a waterfall to jump off of. It just goes on and on and on. Well, you've really brought medicine to so many because you've been so active. I mean, I've I've been like, Marisa is my hero. You have like the life energy that you have through dancing with this cancer like you have taken your music to the next level and shared it with so many people you know with me at Esalen kick out ceremonies concerts uh isn't it funny in many ways like you are like the most in your power musically than you've ever been Mm -hmm. um and it's crazy, right? That it's like, it's in the midst of, of your cancer journey. That like blows my mind. Because I, I always thought like, wow, if, if, you know, well, yeah, we never know what's ahead, you know, but like, 
things that have happened to me that have been really hard, sometimes it makes me retract, like not want to do what I what I'm here to do most in the world. But I really admire that you've done the opposite. Instead of <laughs> retracting, you have decided like, no, I'm going to shine even brighter. Mm. And that is such beautiful, generous and wise medicine that I have gotten from you, my dear, beloved, beloved sister and friend. Thank you. Mm. You know, you mentioned something earlier about grieving. And I would say like that is an essential ingredient to the healing process is allowing myself to feel the grief. And um, who's that author from what we lived in Guatemala, Martin Prichtel? Yeah, we'll find his name and I'll put it on the links. Don't worry. Yeah, he he wrote the book, um, The Smell of Rain on Dust. And it's just, it's all about the importance of grieving and how it's shifted in our culture. And like, but we live in a society where we don't give ourselves or our children permission to grieve you know if someone's having a tantrum you tell them to you know or if you're you feel yourself feeling things and it's like we I've had a habit of suppressing and there has been no space for suppressing emotions in this journey and not only allowing myself to feel it all but to let myself be seen in my community I've been held by so many friends and I remember you calling me once and I was sitting under a tree and you literally called me while I was in the middle of like just a crying fit and I just remember you saying to me like look at that fear and just honor it right just be like I honor you I see you and it's just like talk about like total acceptance when we can accept the grief and the anger just the amount of capacity that we're then able to hold for the joy and the bliss it's like we can hold both of these and that's been like a huge like the more I allow myself to feel the grief the bigger the joy I get to experience after it and it feels like rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> and it's like, yes. So just allowing ourselves to fill all the fills. It's, it sounds so elementary, but it's actually a relearning. And it's so beautiful when we're able to do that for ourselves. Because I, like, I know what I'm witnessing and hearing and receiving back the reflections I get is that it, it gives other people permission to do the same so yeah thank you for that and what you know we have some really incredible listeners and I'm sure that your journey with cancer is a journey that there might be listeners out there that are going through the same journey or perhaps have family that is going through the same journey I mean it's like the, the statistics around cancer are really quite in, insane how many of our co human community 
um, has cancer in their lifetime. Is there something you would like to share with us about how, you know, these master teacher plants or, or, you know, how have plants supported you through your cancer, cancer journey? And what would you recommend for someone that might be in the journey as well? Mm. Oh my goodness. Oof. So, you know, it was about two weeks after I got the diagnosis. I sat in ceremony with 5-MeO, which isn't a plant, but you know, you've got like toad, you have the animal medicines as well. And I mean, it was a, it was a psychedelic experience where I remember just laying back and all of a sudden, and I had had a bad experience with toad medicine before, where I just felt nothing but ancestral pain. And this time, my experience was me giving birth to myself, and it felt orgasmic. It was oneness with the universe. And it was such, it was an ecstatic experience. And I came out of it thinking, if this is what it's like on the other side, we are good, y'all. <laughs> we are good. It is nothing but just pure oneness with divine creator. Like this is what we have to look forward to. And so every time I go into a dark space, I ask myself, what is the worst that can happen? And if I say, is it, is it death? And I think, is that the worst that can happen? Because if so, then bring it. And I'm not saying I want to, I, I don't want, I, I'm holding the vision to see myself living to become an elder. I feel like I there, there's still a lot of work for me here. However, when the day comes and it is time, the practice of surrendering and accepting death, fear of death is a huge fear of so many of us. And I think that's where the plant medicines come in to support us to be like, there is nothing to fear when it comes to death. Maybe there's fear because of what we've been taught growing up in certain religions. However, I feel like the medicines are here to teach us to surrender and to know that like we are going to be so good and there is nothing to worry about. And another question I'll ask myself is if I'm feeling this pain in my right lymph nodes and I'm just like, oh my God, the worry and the concern that comes up, you know, and I, I sit with it in, in meditation you know, especially things like with Vipassana where you're just noticing the sensations and they, you feel it and then it dis dissipates. And, and I realize a lot of times, you know, that the fear is coming from what's going to happen in the future. And maybe the feelings of sadness or depression come from maybe things that happened in the past. And it's just for this reminder of like, what happens if I'm actually right here in the present? Fear doesn't exist. Right here, right now, if I check in with myself, 
I'm okay. I'm good. And it's just, cancer is teaching me how to be so fully present and accepting of what is. And for that, I am grateful. And And that's another thing it's teaching me to just sit out in the sun and feel the sun on my face really oh my god that feels so good to look at all the beautiful greenery around me like I live in such a beautiful home to have food in my refrigerator like thank you to have access to like fresh clean water like thank you to have you know my mom be healthy and well and to be able to support like thank you. Like there is so much to be grateful for. And from the moment I get out of bed, I wake up and I'm like, I woke up. I have another day. Like, what am I going to do? What, what am I excited about today? What is it that brings me joy? Like, okay, even though I'm feeling pain in my body, I'm going to get on my scooter and I'm going to ride to get myself some juice. And listen to music because I know this is what brings me joy. Mm. Just like doing the, these little things like, okay, it's time to start picking up my charango and singing again, because that's what brings me joy. And there's moments where like, I don't do it. And I get to practice being compassionate towards myself. And, and it's a practice of reaching out, calling a friend and being like, hey, do you want to go for a walk? Because it's amazing what a walk can do. Just that movement. Oh, it's gotten me through some dark places. So there's a lot of power in these little acts of self-care. Thank you so much. And so as we close and, you know, you'd say that your charango brings you so much joy. I'm wondering if you have your charango nearby. It's in the front house. I can go grab it if you like. Okay, so um, that's not a problem. So you've spoken about how much happiness and joy the charango brings. I would love if you blessed us with a song as we close our time together. I would love to. I have my little charango right here who comes from Peru and... I'd love to share a song for the colibri, for the hummingbird. And this is a song that I received while working with ayahuasca in the jungle. And it's really easy to sing along to. So if you want to sing along, you're welcome to. And it has this affirmation of I'm healed, I'm healthy, I am loved, I am well.
thank you so much for being here with us, for sharing your medicine, for sharing your music, for sharing your musical medicine. <laughs> um, yeah, as we close, is there anything that you want to share where people can find you? Of course, I'm going to put the links so that people can access your music. Mm -hmm. You could probably find me easiest on Instagram. My handle is a little difficult to spell, but it's Miki Stochli, which was the name I received upon uh, completing my four years of the moon dance. And it's interesting because we were talking about death before. Mikitli means death and Dutchli means bunny rabbit. So when you put the two together, I like to uh, refer to my I feel like this is my medicine woman rock star name, which is Death Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Mickey Stuchley, M-I-Q-U-I, Mickey Z, T-O-C-H-L-I. <laughs> or you can type in Marisa Reyes and I think it'll come up too. So. Yeah, and don't worry, we're going to put the link. So we, yeah. got, we got it, we got it. Thank you so much, Marisa. Have a beautiful journey you're going to mexico um to get more powerful healing and i think not only myself but like everybody that listens to this podcast if they can hold the vision of marisa fully healed whole perfect complete her body radiating health and wellness thank you so much everyone mm. blessings thank you Before we continue with the rest of this episode, I'd like to take a moment to thank the sponsors of this podcast. Teona Center Retreats, the only woman and indigenous-owned psilocybin retreat space. Teona Center offers legal and safe opportunities to experience the healing power of Teona Nakatl, or sacred mushrooms. Retreats are held in beautiful San Miguel de Allende, Mexico, a city whose color, charm and magic deeply support participants on their healing journeys. And as a thank you for being our listener, Teona Center would like to offer all sacred psychedelic listeners $150 off your next psilocybin retreat. Make sure to visit the show notes to learn how you can join Teona's next psilocybin experience. If you enjoyed this episode, the best way for you to support Sacred Psychedelic Podcast is to subscribe and leave us a review. To stay updated on our legal psilocybin retreats and learn more about plant medicine and ceremony, visit the show notes to sign up for a newsletter. Thank you for connecting with me today. May your life be filled with medicine and magic. <laughs>